when you asked me to do this, I was like, I don't know, because you know I'm going to be talking to people. <laughs> I'm like, I be so nervous, even like if nobody is watching me. So I'm still trying to work on that. <laughs> That's the thing, though, because like literally no one can hear us right now. It's just yeah. me and you. Mm-hmm. But people do that all the time. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I be nervous, too. Yeah. It's just a part of it. But it's just what helps me is just knowing that. I'm not doing this for me anymore. Right. Like, maybe the first episode was for me, and then after that, it was like, nah, bro. Like, other yeah. people are are learning something, mm-hmm. and that's enough. That's some good stuff. And you realize uh, that you're not the only person going through this, or the only person who thought that. Exactly. So that's good. Thank you, Eva. So, you have been listening. Mm-hmm. I listen here and there when I can. Like, I get the little mm-hmm. alert <laughs> from my <laughs> podcast app. <laughs> As you know, it is still Women's History Month, and I am so excited to have my cousin, Ebony, here. Ebony is not my cousin by blood, but man, you couldn't tell me that. (laughs) As a kid, Ebony was like one of my cousins that I just like looked up to. Um, I think everybody else made us look up to her too because she was just everything. You were like the perfect example. You were a cheerleader. Uh, you went to school, you were super smart, you put yourself through college, and you were one of those girls that, like, our family would just be like, you see Ebony? You see what she's doing? You need to be more like Ebony. And so I was like, okay, let's, you know, let's be more like Ebony. But I didn't really know what that meant. But just to see that you were that light for us, you were the older person that we used to see and just be like, I don't really know what she be doing, but she she doing it, like, whatever it is. And it was just so positive. I don't have anything negative to say. And sometimes when you have families that aren't blood, it's like those almost mean more to you because we don't have to talk. We don't have to be in each other's lives, but we mm-hmm. are. And I'm so appreciative to have you here. And I'm excited to share your story with the world. So welcome, Ebony. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. <laughs> so what's up? Nothing much. Nothing much. I do appreciate those kind words that uh, you said about me. That's very touching. <laughs> and I'm glad I inspired you in the younger years. Um, yeah. I have known you, I would say, like 20 years Yeah, ago. since I was like nine. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a long journey. Young Kiera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a story in itself, because that was crazy. <laughs> Yes. And here we are. I I mean, I was really sitting here trying to think like what is something that I remember from Ebony, but it's like it's not one thing. It's like everything wrapped up into like one huge memory where like I said you weren't always around, but we always knew like when mm-hmm. you came it was like okay, right. Ebony's here. <laughs> like what's going on, you know? And you I don't know. It's uh, it was amazing. I was just so thankful to your entire family for like bringing us in and really making us a part of your family. Where mm-hmm. I know your grandparents, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy. <laughs> so, is. what was that like for you, kind of being that light for us or that inspiration? Well, at the time for me, <laughs> I didn't. It wasn't 
is evident to me. I mean, people would tell me all the time, you know, like, Ebony, you're a good girl. You got your head on your shoulders. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But for me, it wasn't so much about that. Um, when I was younger, growing up, like, you know, I don't come from a rich family. Mm. You know, I'm my family from the hood. And you know, that's it is what it is. But <laughs> growing up, like, I just saw that and saw what I was around. And I mm. was like, I don't want to be this when I grow up. So I've always had in my head, like from elementary school, I wanted to be a doctor or wow. something medical. And that's what I worked towards going to school, make sure I had good grades. And I just kept thinking, I want more for myself when I get older. I don't want to have to depend on people, my family, or, wow. you know, help from others. So I made an appointment to do well. And, you know, that's that was my motivation to make it out, so to say. <laughs> And you did because I always I always say when when people uh talk about like nurses and stuff like that I'm like I think my cousin's like a doctor nurse I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's not that's not like the technical term. <laughs> but no. tell me what you do so I'm a nurse practitioner <laughs> <laughs> but prior to that of course I had I was a registered nurse um so I. And I, like I said earlier, I wanted to be a doctor when I um, grew up, but I had something happened in high school where I had an experience where I was in, you know, a nursing setting. Then I immediately changed my um, my focus to nursing. So mm. I did that, um, you know, went to college, you know, no one in my family really went to college. So that was all new to me. Um, out of high school I was scared I didn't know what to do I just know that I wanted to go to school so I applied to USF I didn't get in I was like oh well I'm like you know that was the only school I applied for I didn't what? know you need to be applying for like 10 50 schools oh. so I was like okay USF don't want me what I'm gonna do <laughs> so I applied to um University of Florida and they accepted me and I was like okay and everybody's like girl you got in the UF I'm like okay yeah. like it's not a big deal I ain't know nothing about the Gators <laughs> I just no, I want to go to school. So I got accepted there. Um, I did my nursing prereqs, but I didn't get accepted to the nursing program initially. Aww. So that was two years. So it was like you could wait a year and apply again, or you could change your major. You know, me being me, I don't sit around and wait for nothing. Period. So <laughs> what did I do? I changed my major to health education. Oh. Um, so I have I had a bachelor's degree in health education, and then I applied to an accelerated nursing program. So I didn't apply to one this time. I applied <laughs> to three. <laughs> didn't get in either one of them, but that what? was okay. But, you know, from that, I didn't stop. I kept going. So it was so crazy because, you know, we grew up in a church and stuff. And yeah. just looking back over my life, I know that God has guided my life every step of the yes. way. And everything that I have was for me because it was just like, miracles every time so <clears throat> so the week before the nursing program started at UCF they called me and they're like we have an opening do you want it I'm like yeah but then when I got off the phone I'm like okay I don't have nowhere to stay I don't have no money <laughs> I'm gonna get from Gainesville to Orlando move all my stuff so all of this happened in a week's time so I immediately I'm like call my family I'm moving to Orlando I took out a student loan for like $26,000 because I had calculated everything how much money I need for food wow. school you know everything because I'm like a to the T person so I did all of that moved to Orlando <clears throat> and then that program was like 14 months long so after that I finished the program and I moved back to Tampa <laughs> and I was applying for jobs, didn't get jobs. What? But I ain't stopped. I was like, I'm here. Somebody 
Somebody got that education <laughs> Right. So then I finally got a job at the VA. And I worked there as a nurse, you know, for about six years. Mm -hmm. But in the year, I went back to school for my master's. Because I'm like, I'm always doing something. My family, they call me like a professional student. (laughs) But I'm like, I just want to be educated. I need money. (laughs) So I did that. um, Got my nurse practitioner degree. And then, you know, at my job, there are a lot of nurses with master's degrees who mm. can't find positions wow. so i was a little discouraged because i don't want to leave the va girl you know those benefits are on okay. point <laughs> so yeah. i'm like somebody yes. needs to hire me <laughs> so <laughs> i was waiting it took me a year of applying and i finally got a position and i knew that was god because at the va you know you know people mm-hmm. and you get jobs and that's how i go mm-hmm. but this job i applied for um was with gynecology and this doctor I met him and his name is Dr. Harris he is like my mentor to this wow. day and um this position he told me he interviewed over 50 people with so much more experience than me and he just said you know when I interviewed you it was just something special about you you seem wow. teachable you know I know that I could take you under my wing and just nurture you and I was just so grateful to him and people were like oh how did you get that job you knew him I'm like no I did not know this man <laughs> but you know that just goes back to showing the favor that God had on my life yeah. even to this day you know I always look back and say even the things I've been through I just I don't know how like how these things happen to me for me but it's just all by the grace of God so here I am today I've been a nurse practitioner um working in gynecology for going on five years and I love it and you know my job isn't stressful I have supportive people that I work with and it's just been a really good journey wow that's an awesome story. I didn't even know all that. I yeah. thought you were just out here just like, boom, bam, boom, there you go. Oh, no, girl. I've been rejected many times. <laughs> so let's talk about that because that's something I feel like I faced a lot as far as um, not getting it the first time mm-hmm. and feeling like, well, dang, well, why not? Like, right. what you know, what's, what's wrong with the first time? Mm-hmm. But I feel like I don't learn then. And even with the things that, I feel were like maybe tragic to me um, while I was going through it. When I look back on it now, I'm like, it really wasn't that bad. And God really protected me from what could have been worse. Right. So can you think of a time like that where you were like, eh, it wasn't that You know, I, I could have. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um. Well, many times, I don't know, people always say, you know, like, don't look at a delay as a bad thing because mm. maybe that didn't happen for a reason. Yeah. Um, but the one thing, let me see, I could think of, uh, I will say with my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So I've been married, me and my husband, this is going to be seven years for us. Oh, um, so of course, when you get married, you want to have kids and all of that. You do. And, you know, <laughs> we have been trying at one point for a while, and mm-hmm. it just wasn't happening. It's like, well, you know, why people just don't even want to get pregnant? They get pregnant, you know? <laughs> so that was like a time that I think God had, you know, delayed it for a reason because, you know, of course, with my health issues. And then at that time, I was trying to get a job. And mm-hmm. you always have this stigma about, you know, hiring pregnant people. So, like, when I got my job I was actually already pregnant but I wasn't showing but it kind of just transitioned into it so nicely um and then you know the doctor I worked with he's very you know 
receptible to it because he was an OB doctor. So he was understandable. So I think all of that kind of just delayed and it worked out for the better mm. for me as far as money because then I had a job to pay for this child. Right. The daycare is like a mortgage payment. So <laughs> oh, it kind of all worked out. Like you didn't need a job at then because you probably couldn't afford one. <laughs> but then it was okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in that stage now where I think uh, people are maybe wishing a baby on me. And I'm like, how y'all know mm-hmm. that I can even really do this? <laughs> right. <when, laughs> Why y'all talking? Who, who finna care for this baby? Right. Because they are sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right about that. Like, God does do things in perfect timing. Mm-hmm. I can think of a time, uh, pl- plenty of times where... I thought that I I should be doing something. Like, even with school, I always felt like I was supposed to be in school. When you you get out of high school, like, that's the thing. You're Mm -hmm. supposed to go to school. You're supposed to do this. And I went to HCC because I got into other colleges, but I wasn't – no one was really, like, savvy on how the college process works. Mm -hmm. My mom, like, she got her education through uh, the GI Bill. So her, you know, and all her things, I think she had – other ways too but we weren't really savvy on like fast but like how to go through that process Mm -hmm. so I ended up going to HCC and I failed HCC like like drastically (laughs) like I I think I got like like can is is there anything lower than the F because I'm pretty sure that's (laughs) what I got I don't know and it was just real bad and I was like dang I, I felt so defeated like how could you because i'm thinking it's a community college it's simple like you just go to school and no like it was really Uh hard so i felt like dang i'm never gonna like i'm stupid like i'm never gonna be able to do this like i can't be like ebony or you know all these other people like i'm just i'm work at mcdonald's or something no shade to the mcdonald's work and i'm just saying (laughs) and um so i ended up joining the navy Mm -hmm. and so like i was scared of school i was like no i can't go to school because i'm a fail right and finally like i ended up taking an english class with um saint leo and um I passed. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take another class. <laughs> and I passed that. And the next thing you know, I was like rolling. I was taking yeah. two classes at a time and it was going and going. And I ended up switching uh, from St. Leo to Columbia College. And I got my bachelor's degree mm-hmm. or I got my AA degree first. And I have to say that because that to this day, my AA degree is my biggest accomplishment because yeah. that was like the one thing where I was like, I can do it. Like, right. y'all did gave me a degree, y'all. Like, okay. And, um, and so from there, like, it kept building and building. Got my bachelor's degree. And now I'm getting my grad, my master's degree in social work, which is amazing. Because yes. I was I only applied to one school, too. I applied uh-huh. to USF. <laughs> and I was like, if I don't get a USF, like, <laughs> like I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. And they took forever to tell me, like, all right, girl, like, you good. Like, I had to call them every day. And they were mm-hmm. like, Oh, we're you know we're still working through it. I'm like, ma'am, school starts in August. Like I need to know. Like tell right. me, to, y'all know today. Tell me today. And when I got in, I was so like relieved. I was so grateful. I was so like, I don't know, amazed. Mm-hmm. I, I still, I still, this little thought in my head was like, you really like, you can't really do this for <laughs> real. But when I did it, it was like proving myself wrong mm-hmm. that you can do that. But if I would have stopped and just said like, stop that HCC and said, this ain't for me. I can't do it. I'm not able to accomplish school. School is too hard. 
I would not be here. Right. So I was delayed, but I wasn't denied. Right. And that's the thing people have to realize. Like, things are hard for everyone, even people who you think have it made, but you can't give up. Like, yeah. you have to keep pushing and keep going no matter what. Yeah. I like that. Tell me something else. So, what you want to know? <laughs> I want you to talk a little bit more about being that um example for mm-hmm. us because as i grew even though I, I don't really think i was a good example um or worthy of being an example for my family the other girls in my family i was placed on that pedestal of like mm-hmm. being the golden child because right. i was doing something my family's country from lake city okay mm-hmm. <laughs> and um so anything that somebody does is it's like uh highlighted it's like right. look look at this look at this and um, I, I don't think I was worthy of that, but I was. But it also put a lot of pressure on me mm-hmm. to be this, whatever image y'all created of me. Right. So if, if I, like, deviated from that, it was like, well, what, what you doing? Mm-hmm. It almost seemed, like, worse. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. So that was hard. put a lot of pressure. I, I think that's part of the reason why I became, like, a people pleaser for a moment. And um, got a little bit of anxiety from that, <laughs> from trying to keep up with that that goodness yeah so yeah did that affect you in any way um I wouldn't say so much because like I was saying like I've always been like that like I've always wanted to do good from Mm. a little girl so you know it was always highlighted like my Mm -hmm. family would you know tell my cousin you know y'all should be more like Ebony you know but it was to me Uh, I was okay with that but you know they may not have been mm mm-hmm but I, what I appreciate about my family, even my cousins, they didn't, you know, see me as, you know, oh, Ebony thinks she's all that yeah. type of person. You know, they nah. accepted it, you know. Even to this day, they say, oh, Ebony, she's a good girl, you know. And <laughs> I'm okay with that. They're okay with that, but there's no offense taken. <laughs> and you know, my yeah. family, they be like, oh, here go Ebony. <laughs> the bougie Ebony. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad that I was able to be that example, you know, even though they may not have taken the same paths I took, but they know that if they need a role model, they can come to me or ask yeah. me questions and look up to me. So I appreciate being like an example for younger girls, especially now I see the importance of it with having my oh, own yeah. daughter. Like you see what these kids pick up and learn at such young ages that they need positive people mm. in their lives. So I'm so grateful that I could be that. And even like in church, like when we were growing up, yeah, you know, it's being role models for the young girls in the youth group. And oh, gosh, I remember yeah. like they were always asking me to tell my story. And I'm like, y'all know I'll be talking to people, <laughs> but okay. Because <laughs> I'm a little, you know, shy, I guess they would say. But, you know, I never really felt the pressure to do well because I know myself and I'm always true wow, to myself. So I never let other people's thoughts of me influence me Mm. to the point where it changes my actions so I just you know keep it real with myself and keep it pushing that's a word (laughs) it's a whole word wow if more people could grasp that if I could have grasped that at an earlier age I I think I would save myself a lot of stress Mm -hmm. that's a lot to take in man yeah you'd write that down (laughs) that's good 
What do you think or where do you think your inspiration or influence came from to push you? I know you said, you know, being from the hood and stuff like that. We Mm -hmm. do see like, nah, I ain't trying to do this, you know. But what else if there was something else that kind of pushed you to know that you wanted more? Um, I think that was it. And Mm. just like having my family motivating me, you know, Mm. like, Ebony, you can do this because... It's like, I mean, I'm not a materialistic person, but I plan everything. And I like Mm -hmm. to be prepared for stuff. I don't like to be caught off guard. You know, I need to have (laughs) money in the bank, (laughs) you know, for a rainy day. And that's just me. You know, growing up, you see, I saw my mom working two and three jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, as kids, we never went without. Like, I couldn't tell you that my mom wasn't making a lot of money because I know I had what I needed. Um, But just to see, you know, that type of struggle and, you know, I was like, I don't want that for myself because it's not good for your health. It's Mm -hmm. not good for your family. You want to spend time with your kids. So that was kind of like just motivated me the most. Okay, I have to do something to where I can be stable and not have to kill myself and still have Mm -hmm. time to do what I want to do. So that's kind of what I had in the back of my mind the whole time going to school is like, I need to do something where I can have a career. Um, And even when trying to find my job currently, you know, I don't want to have a job where I'm working weekends. I have a little girl, you know, they do activities on Mm -hmm. weekends. So, like, everything played. When I'm looking for my next step, I'm thinking about everything. So I just, you know, I just always look for greater. Like, I want to be Mm. greater. And that's kind of how I make my decisions. I like that. I'm looking for greater. I got to write that down because that's, to me, um, those are things that like motivate me when I do like my positive affirmation and stuff like that. I Mm -hmm. look for like those sorts of bold statements that Mm -hmm. you, you can't say a positive affirmation. Like I'm looking for greater and be like, I'm looking for greater. Like you gotta be like, I'm looking for greater period. Like what's, what, where can I go? What can I see? How can I, be influenced by something better than what I'm doing right mm-hmm. now. I love that. That might be the title of this. I don't even know. <laughs> but that that is good. Yeah. So with everything that you had going on, uh, I I remember, I don't know where how I found out, but it might have just been, maybe you told us or maybe we just kind of learned about your health problems. Mm-hmm. I don't like to say problems, though, but like your health situation. Mm-hmm. And kind of how that played out. And being so young, we didn't know what that really meant. Right. Or, but, I mean, to see you now, I, there to me, you're still Ebony. Like, I don't yeah. know. You know, so talk about that and how that maybe impacted you and, and lit a fire on you to say, like, I got to make sure that this stuff is right because... Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, I have lupus. I was diagnosed with lupus, like, shortly after i finished nursing school and um if you don't know lupus is a autoimmune disease and it kind of affects people in different ways so it's Mm -hmm. like a spectrum you could have have it and be fine or you can have it and you know really be in some trouble yeah so i was i started having symptoms in nursing school like joint pain and stuff like that and i thought it was mostly from just doing something new like moving patients around and standing a lot Mm -hmm. so i kind of ignored it in the beginning but, you know, when you're in nursing school, you diagnose yourself with everything. <laughs> so, I'm like, Lord, I'm about to die. <laughs> so, when 
when I finished school, I finally um, went to see a rheumatologist because I know, okay, hey, my joints hurting. Maybe I got something going on. So I went to the rheumatologist and they did all the testing. And then, you know, I think I had like, you have to have like three or four positive symptoms mm-hmm. before they diagnose you, which I did. So I had like joint pain and I get a lot of chest pain. And then also um, like the labs were positive. Mm-hmm. So from that, I was like, you know, I didn't know nothing about lupus, mm-hmm. you know. So at that time, I was young, maybe about 23. And I'm like, okay, I feel okay. This little joint pain here and there is fine. Yeah. So I didn't really take it serious at first um, because I was okay. But, you know, as the years go on, it started to affect me a little more, having more pain mm-hmm. here and there, especially being a nurse, working 12 hours on my yeah. feet all day. And I worked on spinal cord injury and, yeah. you know, moving those heavy patients around, <laughs> flipping them and stuff. It was some work. <laughs> so even then, it was, I was like, well, maybe I'm hurting more because what I'm doing, like mm-hmm. my jaw is very physical. So I was like, okay, you know, I go to the doctor, take my medicine and stuff. But, you know, maybe like the last couple years or so, it's kind of gotten a little worse. Mm -hmm. So I have pain more frequently, more Mm -hmm. often. You know, even some days like I'm hopping around the house and people don't, you know, people see me and no one will ever know I had lupus because I try not to show it. You know, it's like I have lupus. It doesn't have me. Exactly. So I, you know, I don't portray myself as being sickly and, you know, want to come, what do you call <laughs> compassion? Like, yeah. I don't need people to baby me because mm-hmm. I know what I have and I know what to do for it. So, you know, I, even people see me smile they're like, okay, but when I get home, that's when it's the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my daughter sees me and my husband sees me and mm-hmm. it's like, you probably need to slow it down a little bit. I'm like, I got this, <laughs> you know. But he's like, sit your butt down somewhere. Right, <laughs> but exactly. you know, it's it's a struggle every day. You know, I can be here laughing with you right now, and 30 minutes later, I'm like, you know, I can't move. Mm. So it it really hits you out of nowhere. You never know how it's gonna, you know, affect your body. But with that being said, you know, I just have learned that I just need to enjoy life and live it because tomorrow's not promised you know this is a disease that people die from and like I said some people do fine with it you know I don't think I'm at that stage of I just have a lot of pain and I can deal with the pain um but some days it's rough for me but I don't I still don't let it get me down. I still be home trying to clean up and stuff. <laughs> and it's probably like, clean girl. up stuff that's already clean. <laughs> right. My husband <laughs> say, this girl, clean all day if you let her. But it's like, you know, that's just what I do. And I have to keep moving. Like, I feel like if I'm sitting still, you know, that's when I feel the worst. But mm-hmm. it's a journey. And, um, you know, like I said, this past year has just been really rough. Um, I've had to start some new treatments that I... I've been stubborn about starting for like the last five years and me and my doctor, we go at it all the time oh, <laughs> and I'm Lord. not like a know-it-all, but you know your body. And, and you, you a nurse, know. <laughs> that doesn't help either. <laughs> right. We the most stubborn patients, <laughs> yes. but you know, you know, medicine is good. But I'm not a medicine taking person if I don't have to. You know, I'm going to try other alternative methods before I put all this stuff into my body that could make me worse potentially. So, you know, every day I'm learning my symptoms and learning how to manage them and trying to do better. But trying to listen to the doctor a little bit more. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Please do. But you have to know your body too. 
Well, thank you for saying that. That I was telling you off the mic that I had a lupus scare myself where they um, were going back and forth for a while trying to figure out what it was. I was getting all like blood tests and just stress of it, just mm-hmm. not knowing what it is. And right. honestly, I, I really still don't know. Um, but I know that with having like back issues and stuff like that kind of just it's like a wait and see sort of mm-hmm. thing like maybe come back you know we'll try it again or it's right. it's just it's been a, a journey but for people who do have lupus and that they know that they have it what is something that you can tell them like as an encouraging factor because I've seen it on both sides where it's like someone like you like you're mm-hmm. able to just go and, and live your life and then I've also seen it where they've like lost all hope right it's like they lupus got them Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying right so how what would you tell them um well first i want to say that lupus um african-american women are the most affected by lupus so um just to throw this out there if you ever have any symptoms of like pain like joint stuff that you know you Mm -hmm. haven't been doing anything like that's something to get looked at before Mm -hmm. it gets too far um but the symptoms you like joint pain you Mm -hmm. can have chest pain you know Mm -hmm. tired really easily Mm -hmm. so any of those symptoms just always just get it worked up even if you don't think you have it um because no one in my family has lupus so people some people say it's genetic but i don't really think so Mm -hmm. um but as far as what I would tell them, you know, I think I do well. Even most of my family don't really know what I go through with lupus because I don't talk about it. Mm. Like, in the past, I just I don't like to talk about it. But lately, more I've been being more vocal about it. But I would just tell you, like, you have to find something that is important to you, like, Find something that is worth living for because lupus can cause a lot of depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety and it can make you lose hope because you feel like you can't do anything. You feel like you don't know when you're going to be hurting. Like like Mm. I said, you can be good today and then tomorrow you can't do anything. So some people find it hard to plan. Um, People with lupus get tired really easily and people don't understand that it's like a very complex disease and people are like you always tired you don't ever want to go nowhere you know it's like well <laughs> we can't help it yeah so i would just say find something worth living for and focus on that because that is what gives me the strength to keep good. going like you know i have a four-year-old and I want to be here for her, <laughs> you know. I want to be at her activities. I yeah. want to be involved in her life as much as I can. So that kind of keeps me going. It helps me to, you know, think back like, Ebony, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of yourself. So I think you just have to find something that good. is good for you, that makes you happy. And then that kind of takes away all the sadness of, mm. you know, realizing what you're going through. I mean, I have my dark days too, but mm. I don't stay there. You know, it's like, okay, you know, I can't tell you how many times in the week I go in the bathroom and cry for a few seconds just to let it out. But it's mm-hmm. like, okay, wipe your tears and walk back out there and you got this, you know. And that's just what um, I go through. But people don't see that. Yeah. You know, they see Ebony, she's smiling, she's happy all the time. But listen, <laughs> I yeah. have those days. But you just got to keep going. Like, life <clears throat> is so precious and important and you just have to keep pushing yeah, I'm looking at you like, what? <laughs> Ebony sad, Ebony crying. Like, I can't even imagine that. You're like a superhero. <laughs> 
So it's kind of it's 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 odd to to hear you say that, but it's so true. And I love what you said, encouraging other women to just find that bright light, whatever it is, to just mm-hmm. keep going. And I think that that goes beyond lupus. That goes beyond, you know, any sort of sickness or disease. It just goes with your day to day life to right. where you want to just be able to keep going there's so much stuff in this world that brings us down um even women's history month you see women women going through it every day and sort of neglected black women especially Mm -hmm. we're like the least like appreciated person in the whole world and so to see your strength and to see how how you can still be so strong and then encourage other women to do the same but in helping women every day Mm -hmm. being a gynecologist yeah like i just like i can't i I can't even deal with ebony right now (laughs) it's too it's too much but it's so amazing and i'm just i'm feeling all the feels (laughs) y'all i really am Uh, anyway (laughs) um if you could leave these folks with one thing like just one piece of you oh wait we didn't even talk about your paparazzi we gotta talk about paparazzi real quick (laughs) y'all so ebony has this paparazzi um business it's jewelry and i'm such a basic person like I wear studs. I wear like a little simple necklace or whatever. So for me to have this little choker thing on right now, like I'm doing a lot, y'all. Like I pulled out all the stops for Ebony. (laughs) So talk a little bit about your business and how you got started with that. So um, Paparazzi is a accessories um, business. So I'm an independent consultant. Mm. Um, All of our jewelry is $5. It's lead and nickel free. So it's usually really good for people who um, have skin sensitivities. And, you know, people be like, "Mm -mm, girl, I can't wear that stuff because it'll be breaking me eyes. And it don't. (laughs) Not with this. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really good and affordable. And Paparazzi is a great company on their Christian base. Mm. And they believe in um changing the world through five dollar jewelry um if you think about people women in general we like to wear things that look nice you know you put on a necklace you feel like okay girl you know and it's an (laughs) inexpensive way to look good and this jewelry is not um cheap it may be five dollars but it's very um good quality and it um you know these women you they put this jewelry on and they just feel amazing so that's kind of the mission of the company um so i started paparazzi almost two years ago mm-hmm. um my sister-in-law was selling it and i was like oh it was some cute stuff so i bought a few pieces <laughs> i'm like oh i like this she's like you should sell it i'm like now you know <laughs> I'm not a salesperson. I ain't going to walk up to people and be like, hey, girl, you want some jewelry? Like, that's just not me. I'm not a talker. And she's like, you can do it. So I did it. And I'm glad I did because it has really helped me come out of my shell a little more. Yeah. Like, I never imagined I would be on Facebook doing live videos. Bruh, <laughs> I, when I see like, you that day, I was like, who? When I was on your live, I was like, who is this person? She just flipping through. Yeah, it like puts me in a whole different life. <laughs> <laughs> my alter ego Ebenisha I call Ooh. her <laughs> like it really brings out something in me and I could just talk for days on that but you yes. see me in person you be like this girl ain't said 10 words right <laughs> but 
it has really been good and i've like met a lot of great women through the yeah. business and they we all encourage each other that every day we, we have a messenger and you can always go there if you're down you know they'll wow. pray for you and all types of things so it's a really good business that just connects you with women and i enjoy it um my the company we release new jewelry monday through friday wow so the inventory is always changing it's always fresh and it's always on trend um my Period. website is embellished <laughs> by ebony.com and you can also find me on facebook and instagram under that same name yes. okay. <laughs> and i'm serious when you were on that facebook live i just happened to see it and i was like oh let me see what i'm talking about <laughs> You're like, hey, you can find this and on this color. Never mind. What, what, what? Oh, yeah, she come alive in the so nighttime. Really different for me, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're a true introvert. So even for you to be able to find something that yeah. you can get, hey, there's hope, y'all. Mm-hmm. We got some hope <laughs> out here. That's amazing. So I'm rocking my. What is this? What is this called? That is like a little choker. She has it's a gold <laughs> three piece choker, but it has Ooh. one row of rhinestone bling, which gives yes. the little pop. Yes. So it's good to be. You can wear it like uh, what casual or dressy. I, I would say, yeah. and yeah. I've worn it with both, <laughs> and it was real cute. And you know, people ask me like, "Oh, where you get this from?" And I'm like, "Oh." I forgot the name, so I was like, it's this little, it's this thing, my cousin, she said, you just gotta go on Instagram, and, but now I know it's paparazzi, y'all, yeah. and I'm rocking my paparazzi, so I'm gonna need some more, okay, I got $5, okay, so I can get some more stuff, and bring me out of my shell, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't, so I ain't really yeah. used to that. And that's me too, like, I usually just wear my hoops, and, you know, a little dainty necklace, but that's the thing about it, we have mm. stuff for everyone, Everybody. if you only like dainty stuff, we have dainty, we have stuff for kids and men as well so oh yeah girl mm-hmm. <laughs> so y'all, y'all see her she just she lit up y'all talking about this <laughs> that's her thing well ebony i was so happy to have you on here yes, my good. cousin with yes, the d with the d <laughs> <laughs> do you know where we got that from i, I have no idea i don't know i think i just started calling that one day like your name just stopped being ebony and just started being cousin <laughs> so yes because that's what you became to me so thank you, Ebo, so much for being here. I really, 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 really appreciate it. I think this is amazing. I'm so happy for you, so proud of you, so inspired by you, and I will continue to be watching you, girl. Thank you. All right, y'all. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.